wings, listen up. Today's run is vitally important to our cause. Set your frequencies to Dice Time, a Star Wars Legion podcast and part of the Legion Academy Collective. Your lead wing captain today will be Ben Gedron, and your support ship leader will be Paul Watson. Let's show them what we're made of, Rebels. Hello everybody, welcome to Dice Time, I'm Ben Jetrin, and soon we'll be calling Paul Watson as we're going to be doing a spectacular show for you today. I would have waited until he showed up, but we are definitely rolling over uh, a couple couple ticks past where I would have liked to have started, so I'm going to try to radio him in now real quick. Uh, we've got a full show for you today that's going to be really fun, and I'm just wondering why he's uh, not here, if he's uh, flaking on me or what's going to be the deal. Uh, let me see. Du, du, du. So I'm currently on Bespin, uh, which is in in the uh, in the famous Cloud City, where I gave Paul these coordinates and I gave him the platform, and I don't know where he is. Paul, Paul, can you hear me? Hello. Yeah. Hey, there you are. I got you. Hey, man, where are you at? I'm I'm on the platform waiting for you. The platform. It's, it, there's no platform here, Ben. Uh, I, Paul, Cloud City is nothing but platforms. I don't know where you are, but it's totally wrong. Cloud City? Ben, I'm on Hoth. You're on Hoth? Yeah, okay. man, it's cold here. I, I don't know why you would have thought that I would have wanted to do a show on Hoth. Okay, uh, well, that's, that's great. Uh, I guess... Find a place to get warm and stay on the frequency, and I guess we're doing the show remote today. I'm going to go try to find some shelter real quick. Okay, well, while you do that, I'm going to run through today's topics. Uh, tonight, we're basically going to be going through the Friday Night Fights League. So that is the first TTS league that Friday Night Fights has ever done, and it's going to be groundbreaking and epic. Uh, your two your two favorite uh, podcast co-hosts are going to be involved as well, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, and then after that, we're going to be looking at the Shadow Collective teases that have come out so far. Uh, so we've got a little bit of, we've got revealed what's going to be included in the boxes that are going to be coming out in that wave, what all is going to be in that wave, and how maybe some of these mercenaries are going to work. Because mercenaries, have also, the new mercenaries reworks have also been teased in that wave as well. And then coming up after that, we'll go ahead and see how... Uh, We'll see if Paul wants to regale any of his fun tales from Adepticon, because Adepticon was a big week for Legion, uh, but it was also a big week for Paul. So we'll see how that goes. Paul, you want to you want to uh, dive into the league, the league as it's been as it's been formally named. Yeah, now that I'm out of the wind and cold here, uh, I'm so yeah, sorry. About that. Uh, uh, <laughs> We're gonna have to figure out how to get back together sometime soon, but yeah, uh, yeah, let's let's uh, make the best of uh, this situation and talk about the league a little bit. Um, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. It's gonna be fun to play some people that I have not interacted with before. So I think that's no. the big thing that I'm excited about. <laughs> yeah, a lot of this seems very similarly structured to Invader League. As far as like just just to give it a pitch to people who haven't heard of what's going on, so Friday Night Fights is doing a TTS league, a tabletop simulator league for Legion, um, and mostly it's 
kind of structured similarly to Invader League from what I can tell. I don't have, like, everything mapped out in front of me of how it works, but I know that there's a round robin, like, we're already in pods for, like, a round robin, and then it'll go to a bracket and it'll come down. Uh, it's, I think the main difference is basically the administration of who's running it. Uh, so obviously, since this is done by Friday Night Fights, it's mostly being administrated by Sean. Uh, by Sean Morris, uh, of Friday Night Fights. So, that is, I'm looking forward to that, because if you haven't watched Friday Night Fights, uh, Sean is an amazing manager. Uh, he definitely does an excellent, superb job of multitasking, keeping track of millions of things all at once, and making sure that it's all done properly. Um, cue the role of every time there's been a technical screw-up on Friday Night Fights while I say that. Uh, epic epic b-roll for that for that quote but um yeah yeah. i was gonna say i think the one thing that is stuck in my mind from the talks that have gone on with it is one of the things that and i will i will say this up front that i have not participated in any invader league um Mm -hmm. events yet so um the one thing that i have heard about it is especially in the pods um, early on is that there would be a lot of people who would drop because they, um, you know, just they knew they couldn't get in because, uh, uh-huh. you know, only so many people from the pod would make it into the bracket and all yeah. of that. And the one thing that has been in the conversations that I have seen about um, something a little different for the Friday Night Fight one is you that there's incentive to play, just play your game. Like, so you are going to get points for just showing up and playing. Yep. To keep people, you know, engaged in, in playing rather than feeling like you have to drop and you can't make it anymore. Right. Yeah. And, and some things that I've heard. And again, like the, the final piece of it, I, I'm not running it, but it seemed like the, um, like the end result is going to be just shifting the pods around and kind of like starting over then. <laughs> so you, um, will get to play with different people and, and do the same kind of thing and, um, just get to have some good games with people that, um, you know, are part of that, are part of our community that, you know, we see show up to Friday Night Fights who are listening to our show here. Um, you know, other people from the Legion community who are participating. Um, and it'll just be fun to have some, some nice games. I know, um, my pod is, um, the, the Hoth pod and, uh, I have guys from all over the world <laughs> in mine. <laughs> I have a, I have a guy from Australia in mine. I have yep. a guy from, uh, the UK and mine. And then, you know, here I am in the Midwest United States. <laughs> and yep. so we are just like all over the world and we're going to have some fun times. Um, it'll be nice to see, uh, you know, and I will say in my pod too, there are people who have talked about, um, like the one guy said he's never played a game on TTS at all. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and so, and there was a guy, I believe if I'm, remembering this correctly he was also saying that he was fairly new to legion itself um so it's awesome to have like you know a newer player there there was another guy who said yeah i haven't uh, played on tts very much but i play in person so there's going to be a lot of you know 
new going on yeah. within within the pod. And it'll be nice to just have, you know, a relaxed game. We're figuring stuff out, um, you know, just helping people. Um, like, like I said, that one guy who seems to be fairly new in my pod, um, it, it'll be good just to have some games and, you know, answer any questions that come up, Yeah, you know, and, and TTS is much different than in person. So there's some interesting things that pop up on TTS. Um, there, there's some really nice maps on TTS as well. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of good stuff that, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see. Um, personally, I'm, I'm liking the the pods being labeled as planets. Uh, it yeah. makes me, especially as soon as I heard I was on Hoth, I was like, oh man, I feel like I have to make a Hoth themed army now. So, <laughs> did <laughs> you uh, get I'm, your list submitted already? I have not submitted it. I need to. Um, I was gonna say I, you're due. I, I think they're due tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, um, I tomorrow at the time of recording, I should say, we yes. are, they're, they're due, uh, by the time this episode airs, they will have already been due and the round will have already begun. So I, I did make a list and I guess, yeah, I could just like say what, what I'm kind of planning on. I, um, one of the things I want to do in this league is, you know, I've been known previously to bring a lot of supports and like supports. So, uh, the support planning- hipster. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, planning to try to bring triple supports in every list that I make for this entire <laughs> league. Um, until they so, get banned. Yes, until they get banned. <laughs> but I'm also trying to bring the ones that you don't see very often. So, for instance, to start, uh, want to do triple supports? Want to do a Hoth theme? So I decided to go with a Luke Skywalker triple vets. Um, Triple Mark Twos and triple FD cannons. Did you so? Did you listen to Brian uh, Brian Bear when they had him on uh, the Friday Night Fights podcast recently? I have not heard that one yet. No, he I took triple that. FDs to Adepticon and finished like really well. Oh yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're not terrible. You just no. again, it's one of those things that you just don't see very often, right? No. So. Um, as yeah, with, I, with all things in Legion, if you want it to get better, just bring more. Yeah. I, um, apparently FDs work with that too. <laughs> I will say that everything in my list, uh, you know, I have Luke, uh, Commander Luke, um, but all three of the vets and all three of the FDs all have HQ uplinks. So, like, perfect activation oh my control <laughs> every turn. <laughs> what? Uh, it's, that's it's, like, <laughs> that's like a hundred points of HQ uplink. <laughs> Well, not sorry. The Mark Twos don't have them. The Vet oh, okay. FDs, but that's the, still like sixty points of HQ yes. uplink. <laughs> sixty points of HQ uplink. Good lord! Oh, uh, it's it's hilarious. No, oh, I just, again, I just I I just want to do some fun stuff. Like, uh, so if you're that, looking to counter Paul's list, just bring a bunch of com jammers and melee units. <laughs> just mess with me yeah no it'll it'll be a good time i'm i'm excited to just have some fun games and especially after i mean we had some intense games going from yavin based team league at the end there right so oh yeah um i i'm ready for some uh a step back games and honestly from adepticon just a lot of games that i played you know very intense the competition is great there um but i'm ready for some relaxing games <laughs> And I, I think that that's going to be seen a lot in this league because I know that this isn't this isn't the Invader League crowd how it's become now. 
I think Invader League has become, you know, it's a mix of competitive and the new players who are just coming into Invader League looking to find what Invader League has done for other people. Um, I think, I don't want to say that it was built as a competitive league, but it's kind of become like the tabletop uh, simulator standard for a competitive online league. Uh, I don't know if I want to definitely like hard rule that, but it's kind of felt that way, at least from what I hear from other people talking about it. Obviously I have not played in it since like season three. Uh, I played one season of it. I thought it was fun. I had my fun. I tried to sign up for another season and then like I didn't sign up right or something and like something got passed and it was just like, oh, you signed up 99% of the way right, but then you didn't do this. So like <laughs> you're, you're on the waiting list now. And I'm like, ah, you know, at that point I'm good. <laughs> so I'm just like, ah, don't worry about it. And then I haven't been back since. Not to, not to discredit anybody who's running Invader League or anything like that. Uh, but that was just my experience. So this is going to be a lot. I I feel like it's going to be more casual because it's pretty much just 42 players. I think was the, I think was the announced number. I could be wrong, but I know it was at least 40. It wasn't too much after 40, um, got confirmed for wanting to play. And it's not, you're not completely incentivized to just win the whole thing or bust. You know, there's not prizes for top one. There's not prizes for top five. There's, Prizes that are going to be able to be won by anybody, first off. So if you're really just doing this for prizes, you can finish wherever you want. You don't even have to make the bracket, and you can still win something based on the number of, like, games you played, like you were saying earlier, for example, uh, for participation. Uh, and there's just stuff like that that, uh, you know, being in the – being a confirmed player in this league, I think, has you in the running for some random giveaways that they're going to be doing later on. So, I mean, that's fun. Uh, yeah. that, that incentivizes me to just play and not care what my streak is. Yeah, I want to say yeah. it was, uh, w- one of the things I thought that I heard and, uh, not a hundred percent on this, but I think it was something along the lines of like every, just playing your game is going to give you like a point or something like that. And then like for each point, like you will be put into the drawing or something like that. Yeah. So again, it's like, something like that, every... Yeah. Every game you play is going to get you into those like you know, kind of random drawings and stuff like that, which I think I, is really cool. And they have different themes of, like, stuff they want to do. I don't remember what they are, but it's stuff like – don't quote me on this, but it's stuff like uh, like uh, most, uh, most thematic army or, like, most uh, – uh, what's, the, what's the one I'm, that I've seen tournaments do? Like, uh, most uh, – uh, best sport or something like yes. that, you know, like yeah, th- those. Kind of, I think they have things like that also planned in. I just don't remember what they are right now, uh, right. but I think they have stuff like that that are also planned. So that incentivizes you to just come in and you know, be you, or just come in and run fun stuff, or in Paul's case, do both. Uh, <laughs> also in my case, because uh, by the time that this, yeah, by the time that this cast drops, like I don't care who knows. Uh, so my. Obviously, like everyone knows that I'm, everyone knows that I was the uh, the the pre- predecessor of the ladies' night list. Uh, mm-hmm. So I can't, I sadly can't say that I've got a new a new uh, faction version of it ready yet because I'm still waiting on AMG to release one or two more characters. But 
I will say that I took the list that I won the my world's invite with, and I updated it for today's point cost. Because fun fact, Paul, that list that I won my world's invite with in today's meta is 751 points. Wow. For 750-something points. And I was like, and that's all I needed. So now I just get more. Uh, yeah. So I, I think I threw some heavies on some rebels and called it a day. Uh, no, I, I, I definitely swapped some upgrades around because I've had a lot more experience and with, like, the upgrades that I want on all three ladies in that list. So Leia has Vigilance now. Jin, I think, has duck and cover and maybe one less upgrade i don't remember now and then sabine has a whole different <laughs> a whole different array sabine and i just change every couple months <laughs> it's like uh, i want to run you with this profile and then it's like two months later i'm like ah, i want to run you with this profile now and this is we just constantly change but uh i will be i will be running what's called ladies night remastered so nice that is going to be that is going to be something to look forward to. I sicked it on one of our new players in the uh, when he wanted an 800 point game at our local store, and I just I just brought Ladies Night Remastered, and he was just like, "Holy heck, this is what Rebels can do!" <laughs> I was just like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Rebels have some fun stuff with Rebels can uh, do Rebel shenanigans." Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like there was something. Oh, I was going to say in my pod, I'm in the Bespin pod. Uh, that is the planet that my pod was named, and uh, I I don't know where my other two people are from. I feel like they're also either Midwest or Canada, so I don't okay. think there's a huge time discrepancy there. I could be totally wrong on that. I I could be absolutely wrong. Uh, someone could be from Australia, and I would I wouldn't know. So uh, sorry to my other two teammates. I will get to know you during the round robin on a personal level. I promise. But uh, but the fourth person is none other than our Yavin-based team league, uh, team lackluster captain, Jace. And so I get, and I think Jace and I are set to like start our round, our pod off on Monday. Of uh, course. Of uh, course. Time recording, which is going to be like maybe the day after this releases, if I release on time at this rate. Uh, but I, cause he was like, who's open Monday night? I'm like, shoot, Jace, I'll do it. <laughs> I was like, let's go. Uh, and I told, I keep, I keep egging Jason being like, he loaded this pod. He wanted to be in this pod with me because he wants to beat me for, get his revenge for all the games of Yavin base that I lost this, this season. Uh, cause for anyone who didn't know, we went lackluster finished second in champion circle, which congratulations to everyone in champion circle. Everyone did. I had a wonderful games with everybody. Everyone did amazing. All the games that I heard about and watched, everything sounded great. Um, congrats to the winning team as well. Uh, I personally, my track record shows that I had a terrible season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't win a single game after we hit Champion Circle. Uh, if you if you want to track Paul for and for anyone tracking along at home, Ben opened Hero League really well. Uh, he won every single game up until we got to the last couple. I think the last two rounds in, in Hero League, I lost. I lost my games. And then after hitting Champion Circle, I lost every single game. So there's a feel for where Ben's skill level is, in case you were wondering. Uh, but I am looking forward to playing in this league, first off, to uh, kind of redeem myself for TTS games in general. 
but also because I know that it's just going to be fun and all the people in here, it's going to feel more like Hero League again, where everyone's just kind of here having fun. Um, I don't think anyone's getting super competitive with it, as far as I know. And, uh, oh, but yeah, that, I was saying that because Jace, lo- I was like, Jace loaded the pot. Jace wants to beat me up for, <laughs> for, uh, doing all my, for losing all my games. He's like, beat, beat the crap out of Ben now and then I'll feel better about it. And yeah. So, uh, expect that to happen. Expect me to tell the horror story of how I lost, uh, coming up soon. But yeah, so the league's going to be fun. Do you have anything else to talk about the league before we move on? No, uh, I don't think so. I'm just, yeah, excited to to see how it goes and be a part of it. Yeah, I'm soaked. What I'm, I'm, I'm almost as stoked as our next topic, though, which is going to be the Shadow Collective boxes and everything that's coming out in this wave has been given a release date of target release June. That's not yeah. target the retail. That's just target the where they where they're aiming. Um, because when I first saw that, I was like, it's a Target exclusive? What? (laughs) Oh, right. I've been in the Funko Pop game too long. Uh, so, yeah, so they're looking to release all of this stuff sometime around June, and you might, and if you're, if you've not been, uh, seeing all the news pages and all the leaks and images that have been coming out, let me tell you all what's coming out in this wave. I think there's seven different things. So there's the Shadow Collective starter set. That's one. Then there's the individual boxes of a Pike unit, a Black Sun unit, Mercenary Super Commandos, or uh, Mandalorian Super Commandos, sorry. Um, those are three boxes there, three separate boxes. Then there's Gar Saxon uh, in his uh, Clone Wars, uh, you know, Shadow Collective working for Maul uh, attire. And then there's the Essentials kit. And then there's the upgrade card pack two. I think that's everything, Paul. Tell me if I missed something. But I think that's everything coming out this June. Yeah, I think that that was it. Well, June until it gets pushed back two more months, and then four months, <laughs> six months, and then 2023. Uh, I'll be super sad when that happens. Don't give me the Kashyyyk wave treatment again, please. <laughs> yeah, let, uh, let's hope that it's not that. I'd be so, okay with June. So the I would be more than okay with June. <laughs> um, so the starter set is coming with 22 minis. It is coming with Maul, a unit of Pike Syndicate, a unit of Black Sun, and a unit of Mer- uh, of Mandalorian. I don't know why I keep saying mercenary. It's probably because I'm too excited. Uh, Mandalorians, and that's going to have 22 minis in it. That should be seven minis per unit, and then one Maul. Uh, which you'll be able to build with either a double saber or one hand lightsaber and one dark saber, which, uh, that's how I'm making mine. Cause the more units I can squeeze a dark saber in on this game, the more the better. Uh, so, and what's, do, do we have the price point on that? I don't think there's price points on anything yet. I'm guessing it's gonna be like, my guess is gonna be like 70 or 80, like full core set almost. Cause it, but it doesn't come with all the stuff, right? No, like it doesn't yeah, come with yeah, the this measuring is not a tools. Set. It doesn't, no. yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is yeah. not a core set. This is just the minis and the unit cards. I'm, 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 yeah, the unit cards, the upgrades for those units, and the minis. There's Which is no why dice. they have that essentials kit, right? Right, 
Because right. then you can get that on top of this box and if you wanted have to essentially start, a core set. Yeah, if you wanted to make this a core set, you would then also buy the Essentials Kit, which yeah. it gives you, it, for anyone who hasn't seen this and doesn't know, imagine a core box, right? Imagine a core set for Legion that you've already bought or that you plan to buy. Now take all the minis and the unit cards out of it, and that's the Essentials Kit. So it's the dice. It's the tokens, it's the objective tokens, it's the victory tokens, the unit IDs, the deployment markers, the round counter, the movement tools, the range tools, six generic, uh, or not six, it should be seven or eight generic command cards, like standing orders and then tips one through three with no effect, and then the battle deck. So that's the essentials kit. Don't have a price point on anything that we talk about today, so don't expect those. Uh, but if you wanted to make the starter set for the Shadow Collective into a core set, you would just also buy the st- the Essentials Kit. Before we go on, uh, Paul, just quick touch on the Essentials Kit. I'm At first, I was thinking, like, maybe this is a good buy for people that just want to buy into one faction. But that is going to be a really shaky decision uh, based on how what this price point actually shakes out to. Because if yeah. this is... More because if the essentials kit ends up being more than twenty dollars, which I'm guessing it will be, uh, I'm guessing it's probably going to be thirty or thirty-five is my realistic guess. But if it ended up being like twenty or twenty-five, I would suggest it to people who wanted to like start their own faction and not want anything that's currently locked behind a core box. So what I mean by that is like if you wanted to start droids, but you didn't want General Grievous, like, you knew you were like, I don't even like Grievous as a character. Like, I Yeah, you don't want Grievous or B1s. Right. Well, I mean... You want to do, like, all B2s, maybe. Maybe if you wanted to do that. I just mean, like, stuff that you can't... Like, the only things I'm talking about are, like, General Grievous and Obi-Wan. Everything else you could buy. Um, If you just knew that you didn't want General Grievous, you're like, I'm never going to play General Grievous. I'm only going to play Count Dooku. Like, okay, so just get Count Dooku, get the droids that you want, and then get the Essentials Kit is what I would recommend if I knew what this price point was on this Essentials Kit. Because if it's too much, you might as well buy a core set, because it's going to end up being cheaper. Yeah. Uh, um, I just don't know. I don't know what the target audience for the Essentials Kit is beyond the beyond someone wanting to turn their Shadow Collective starter set into their core box. I really don't know who is <sighs> going to buy that. I could, I mean, I could see if you had... If you had people, like two people, you and a buddy, say me and you don't play Legion. We don't have any of this stuff. And we're going to get into it and we want to do, you know, we just want to play Skirmish, right? Yeah. So you and I decide that we're going to split a Galactic Civil War starter set. Uh Uh-huh. You want Rebels. I'm going to take Empire. Okay. Then... It might be good if we're just oh, buying yeah. one kit to buy that essentials, right? Because then you would have all the rulers and range stuff. I would have all the tokens and range rulers and all That's that. That's absolutely true. And then you could okay. actually divide it in half. But I think, again, most of the time if you are splitting, you're probably buying two course boxes, right? And then you can split that anyway. Okay, so but like, if you're not, because I actually know a lot of new players who are just buying one core box because, like, sure. just because of money. Uh, they just want to soft try the hobby. I I absolutely will go behind what you just said. So the essentials kit is going to be a great buy for people that are splitting a core set who are both getting into this hobby. 
I well, think that's if, a, I think that's a good buy for them. That's a and good if point. you think about it, what you can probably you can get them. I think I've seen them on Amazon, like the Galactic Civil War one, especially for like eighty bucks for the oh, yeah. quarter set. Yeah, you and can so if it's the, if it's like thirty, let's say it's thirty for the essentials kit. Okay, right. So we're looking at a hundred and ten now total, and then you cut that in half. You know what I mean? That's a that's a doable price point to get into a miniatures game. Yeah, six. That's like sixty dollars roughly to to get everything you need to start, which is actually really good. It's really affordable um, to get. Yeah, in and I was going to say, that's, and you can play pretty close to the five hundred point level, right? With depending those. on the faction, and yeah, right. Droids are the only ones that like really just like can't stretch it, right? <laughs> um, I have seen droids actually win the the core box game, but that's fine. Uh, it's, it's not on average. I'll say that. Um, so you want to probably talk to, yeah, your buddy, if you wanted to get into this and you both wanted to get in and you wanted to pay roughly the same, and then you both get the tools and stuff each. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a good buy. Cause if this is 30 and we call it 110 or 120 or even 130, even, yeah, you're paying like sixty, seventy dollars, which is the price of like your average forty k unit. First off, you're getting everything for the price of that. That's that's yeah. great. It's still cheaper than a like a starter faction and other like GW games, right? Yeah. Um, and you're getting enough to play five hundred points, which is more than half of what a full game is, right? I'm Whereas lots of those like start collecting boxes or whatever that GW have, you you would need like three of those to even come close to having a full army played in, you know, the full game, right? Yeah. So yeah, the the price point is is pretty decent still. Um and and again, you're getting something very similar with the Shadow Collective, right? The new yep. the new box coming out. Uh, you're getting the same kind of thing. You're getting, uh, what would, you know, fill that commander role. You have a couple of troop types and then you have not a support like the other core boxes, but a special forces, right? So yeah. the same kind of thing. You got four activations worth of guys, um, you know, and their upgrades and stuff like that. So yeah, no, I think it's going to be, um, solid. I, it, my guess, like you're talking about, is I'm guessing Shadow Collective is going to be a little more pricey for that box yeah. than a yeah. The value is probably not going to be as good for sure as a core box, right? But um, there's some there's some cool models in there. I'll tell you what. Oh yeah, this is easily for me. I think going to be like an eighty dollar box. Yeah, and I, and I think you're still saving money buying that box. Oh, you are. Rather than buying them individually, right? Oh, you, so you absolutely still, are. The value is still good there. If you want, if you're getting all the stuff, you want all of it, then yes. that box is going to be the way to go for sure. And if you want, and if you want two of everything, get a second starter set. Or, or again, if you're like, let's say or you split it with buddy is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You, you we we sit down. We're like, you know what, I. I don't like the pikes very much. I want uh, the black sun. And you're like, well, I'll take the pikes. I like them. Yeah. And so then we just, yeah, let's just grab two of them. We'll split it. We'll trade some units around. We both get a mall. We both get two of the unit that we want. And we both get a Mando unit. Like, 
still like again. I call this an absolute win. Yeah. So I mean, I think there's a lot of room for that too, and and sharing stuff and um, getting in with a friend and things like that. So um, I think they're continuing with that. I think it's it's good. I I do like that this box is its own. Um, the one thing about you know those other core sets, right, is if you don't want both factions, like you're essentially spending, and you don't have someone to split with, you're yeah, yeah, you're just kind of like holding on to half of a core set that you don't even really want. Whereas this is nice, right? It's just yep. you're getting just these units. If you want to play with just these guys, like here you go, here's your box. You're not getting anything else that you don't really want. So if we're lucky, this is five. They they'll actually. Maybe the points cost for everything. You could bring a list like this up to... Nah, you probably need another unit or two to play Skirmish. I was like, maybe this is 500 points. Maybe you could bring... You could just buy this and be ready for Skirmish, but uh, probably I not. mean, it's gonna be close, right? Like, I mean, yeah, Maul's but gotta like, be at least like a Commander Luke, right? Like, that's at the cheaper end of those heroes that you start with. And the Mando unit has gotta be at least, what, the price point of... The so Rebel, Rebel Mando Mando unit. unit. But so, I thought that too 100. at first, but I thought that too at first, but Maul's not going to be Palpatine. No, Maul, like, I don't I don't think Maul's going to be 200 points. But that's the thing. If you're playing a four act list in skirmish, you're you're playing oh, yeah. because you're playing Palpatine or you're playing Yoda. Yeah, that's yeah. the only reason you're playing a four act list in skirmish. Otherwise, you need a fifth act at least, I think, to to really even stand up. Um, so this is probably a starter set plus one more thing, but that's yeah. a little better than it is with the core set where like, if you're buying a core set, it's like, you need like two more things before you can play skirmish probably depending on your faction, especially if you're droids, then you need like three more things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not like filling out all your activations with max upgrades and stuff, right. right. Which we all know is not, um, necessarily the way to go in Legion. <laughs> hey, to be fair, Caleb has Caleb's been learning the crap out of his uh I call it like core box deluxe list for Separatists. Okay. I don't know if you I don't know if you saw it yet. I know I talked about it on the show. It was a T series, four B one battle droids and two unit of droidicas that are all like heavily decked out with upgrades. Yeah. So it's like what, four, six, seven acts and it's like all pretty deadly. If you if you use it right, and he's just learning to use it right. He played. We played the other day, and he, I played Sabine skirmish, and like I was just looking to give him a a good match. I played Lando Sabine for the first time for skirmish, nice. and uh, I did not. No, I did not do well. Uh, he steam, <laughs> he steamrolled me, and I was like, oh my god. He was like, my droid has actually paid off. I'm actually learning stuff, and I was just like, good. I wish I could have given you a better game, but I was playing totally new stuff, and I played it all wrong. <laughs> uh but he he's definitely learning the ins and outs of those units and how to make all that stuff work. Um I know he wants to experiment with uh taking out the droidicas and throwing in spider droids and I think that's a good call. So Yeah, spiders are really strong. All right, so let's move on to these mercenaries that are going to be individually. So we could talk about yeah. we, we already know how the pikes are going to work cuz we've got their unit cards spoiled before. Um, anybody who doesn't remember what those look like, uh, we're going to circle back around to them once we get to like a little bit of theory talk. Um, but the other thing that I'd like to quickly roll into is the upgrade card pack two. So when this was initially named, 
I thought, sweet, that's a thing I can skip because I've, I'm one of those dedicated Legion players. I've been buying just about everything for all four factions. I don't have any cards that are locked behind any thing that I wouldn't want to buy. So I'm perfectly good skipping the card packs. I skipped the first one because I had everything that was in that pack. Uh, and I was like, I'll skip the second one. Sure. Then they teased what's going to be in them. They're going to use card pack upgrade pack two to do the mercenary rework for the bounty hunters. So yeah. now I can't skip. So now I can't skip this box. Now I have to buy it. So that's a, uh, that's good business right there. They got uh, you. <laughs> so yeah, they got me. So they've got. They don't have a full lineup of what cards are going to be in here, but I'm guessing this is going to be a lot of uh, upgrades that we've seen previously in other units that have not been cross-faction compatible with everything. Um, they're trying to do better about that, so I don't know. This could be all new upgrades for all I know, but I'm guessing it's going to be a lot of the same of what we've seen before. However, there are four cards that they have released that are all new. All four of these cards are new. So this is uh, the new three unit cards for Cad Bane, Bosk, and Boba Fett. Um, I, they don't have them fully revealed to show what keywords have changed. If there are weird erratas that they've changed with them and how much they've changed them, I don't know. Um, if they're going to do that, I don't know. I feel like they will to some degree. Maybe. We'll see. Um. And then a surprise out of left field. Uh, I don't know about you, Paul, but this was a complete surprise for me. The AA5 speeder truck <laughs> has got, yeah. has received a new card. Uh, it's been completely almost, it's been 95% spoiled. Um, everything has been shown. It looks the exact same as it does for the rebels. Um, it's 75 points listed on the card, but for the faction, it is shown the double crossing axes, which I'm guessing is the freelance or the scum mercenary kind of not mercenary, but the scum slash freelance kind of faction symbol, because mm. next to it are two dots that are filled in gray. Like we're not, it's the only thing on the card we don't know. And I think that is the spot where it shows what factions can take this card. So I'm now, if I had to speculate, Paul, I'm guessing it's going to be rebels and the scum faction. I don't know. Do you have a different take? Yeah, no, that, I mean, that seems to be where that vehicle would fit in. They just wanted to open it up to the scum to also be able to take it, which I think is fair. Yeah. Uh, if, I mean, if anyone again, not beyond the rebels were going to get it, I would think it should be scum and probably no one else. I don't see any other faction thematically using, uh, the station wagon. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. I, I feel like it fits like, yeah, I mean, you, I could right that truck. I could just see rolling up and having a bunch of Pike syndicate guys coming out of it. Right. Yeah, like exactly. that thematically exactly. makes sense. Um, what I was not looking forward to was uh, seeing that AA five roll up on me, seeing the uh, broken down uh, beat up station wagon roll out the corner and then uh, out steps uh, Count Dooku. <laughs> and I was like, please, God, that's so funny, but it's so terrible. <laughs> Don't do it. Instead, it'll be Maul, right? So. Right. Oh, <laughs> God, it could still be Maul. Ah. <laughs> oh, no. That's, uh... All right. All right. Moving on. <laughs> oh, one thing I should say, speaking of Maul, um, they did announce that there are going to be three new card, new command cards for Maul in the box. 
and they are going to be releasing alongside uh, three his three CIS cards that are also included in the box. So there will be six command cards for Maul just in your starter set. And three yeah, of those so he. So he's going to be taking on the role of like the Luke Invader, right? Who yep, yep. he's going to be right up there with all six command. Like your whole hand can just be command cards of his. Yep. So I, I'm I'm excited for that. That's cool. Um, sorry, Gar, you get nobody. Uh, you get no you get no six card people. You suck. <laughs> yep. Apparently. Um, yeah. <laughs> Except when we get Ahsoka, then everyone will be jealous. So I'm we're waiting. Well, uh, I mean, the next one that would make sense, right, would, and I guess cross-faction a little bit, is when they make Old Man Ben. They probably could do uh, <laughs> the command cards there, right? Have three oh, yeah, cards true. that Obi-Wan that. could use. Yeah. Uh, that'd be interesting. That'd be fun. And then make, and then make Obi-Wan the, uh, the Gar uh, six, com- six command card faction oh, unit or head, spearhead. Or Bring him back in the right? game. They could do the same thing with Yoda. Yeah, they could do it with Yoda, too. I personally have never really wanted to see Ghost Yoda or old Hermit Yoda on the Rebels side. Because <laughs> I'm like, you don't fit here. <laughs> you weren't yeah. in the Rebellion. <laughs> I could see it Obi-Wan. I'm fine with that. Um, Yoda, I, I, I don't want to see Ghost Yoda or Hermit Yoda in the Rebellion. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I feel like they'd have to make like a very like specific... like. Uh, a scenario. Yeah, a scenario <laughs> or, like, army building right. rules that, like, y- if you're taking, you know, Force Ghost Yoda, you can only take, like, certain characters or something. Well, they did a, oh, like a battle force for yeah, Ghost Yoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> can only be taken in this battle force. That'd be funny. Uh, anyway, so back to the upgrade card pack, too. So we showed off the AA5. That means Paul that we're going to be able to be sp- uh, we're going to be space Ubers again. We're going <laughs> to yeah. we're going to be able to rent out our AA5 to to the scum faction. So we're going to make double the money. Let's do it. Getting the staff job double. The May- money. <laughs> and then maybe we can make enough money to get another one. <laughs> oh, another <laughs> AA5. Ooh. Uh, let's let's see if we can even con- continue completing the payments that we that we have for this one first. <laughs> That's a pipe dream. It is. Show restraint. We have we must show restraint. Anyway, um, so Cad Bane, Bosk, and Boba Fett have all been uh, said that they're going to be released in this new card pack as well, and that they're going to be mercenaries. So what has been shown on their card is their name and the fact that their corner identity faction thing uh, is a credit symbol, which I'm guessing is going to be for mercenaries. So yeah, anyone who's sense. for hire is going to have one of those little credit symbols in the corner. And the the leak that we have is showing the back of the cards. So I'm guessing on the front of the cards, much like the AA5 has, it's going to have the credit symbol in the corner, and then it will have some circles showing what factions even have the ability to take them. Uh, and we don't know anything about Boba yet, but what has been confirmed already, uh, days before this got recorded, was that Cad Bane and Bosk, or as the stream, uh, the AMG streamer decided to name him Boosk, um, will be compatible with both the CIS and the Empire. So both of those are going to be able to be taken in both of those lists, uh, or both of those armies. Mm, Cad now, Bane. Yeah, dude, don't get me started. You, wait, five more minutes. Just wait. <laughs> uh, so 
we're going to be able to uh, take those guys in those armies. And the last thing that's been revealed in here is the ability, how you're going to be able, I'm guessing the gateway of how you're going to be able to take those mercenaries in your list, which is an upgrade that has been shown, which is a command upgrade called Underworld Connections. So let me just read this off here. It is five points, not very expensive at all. Uh, and you gain allies of convenience. That's the key word. It is allies of convenience. And then in parentheses, uh, your army may include, uh, one additional, excuse me. Your army may include one additional mercenary unit of any rank. You can issue orders to friendly mercenary units regardless of affiliation. So my guess is for you to be able to add Bosk to your CIS list is that you're going to have to give uh, General Grievous, or I don't know, no, does General Grievous have a command upgrade? He should. Yes. I think he does. Uh, Or Count Dooku does, I think, at the very least. Um, You would give Count, it makes more thematic sense for Count Dooku, Uh, you'd give Count Dooku this five-point command upgrade uh, Underworld Connections, and then you could purchase Bosk in your CIS list. So that'll be fun. That'll be that's the uh, gateway for how to get to mercenaries, and uh, I'm gonna be doing the crap out of that because I love bounty hunters. They're my cup of tea. Yeah, you could easily do that with like the generic commanders too, right? Yeah, easily. Yeah, if you wanted, I think if you wanted to make like if you wanted to make Cad Bane the star of your list, you could just take a generic commander, give him underworld connections, and boom, there you go. Uh, that you get your cheap upgrade commander out of the way for the uh, just for the uh, requirement, and then you have your mercenary who's really the star of the show. Kit them out and make them good to go. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll be able to do that with Boba if they reworked Boba to be really good. Uh, <laughs> cross my fingers. Um, Boba might not be. <laughs> we'll we'll see how playable Boba is at this at in June, and then I know at some point they've already shown the figure for it that they're doing a uh that they're doing like a Mandalorian Boba, like how he is in the Mandalorian show, and that. I'm sure is going to be a playable by rebels. I bet a, and then, and then B is probably going to come with three new command cards for Boba. So he's probably going to take the six card step up. Like we've been talking about for like Luke and Vader and Maul. Yeah, that, that would be, that would be excellent. Right. Because that'll bring Boba back for a very long time. Boba's three cards have just been a little lacking, right? Yeah. They're not bad. It's just, no, they're just not but, as good as other stuff that you yeah, could have yeah. instead. I think, so. I think they're too situational and they don't bring enough of a boom to the show that the rest of the cards do. Like, compare compare his backpack rocket card to, like, Tactical Strike. Or, not even or, not even compared to Tactical Strike, compare it to Concussive Blast. I was going to say, even just compare it to the other bounty hunters. Let's think about Bosk, who came out shortly after his. Okay, you got the rocket launcher, or you have Bosk's three pip, which can give him up to... Ten aims. Ten aims. Yeah. Like, it's just <laughs> auto-crit everything. Oh. Like, you know, and, and then the same thing. You get on the line, like, Boba's two is flamethrower. Bosk's two is a double attack. Um, double oh. attack seems good, right? Like... <laughs> you know what would be super cool if they did for Bosk? If they reworked his unit card around to give him marksman, that'd be interesting. Would that be too busted? Are we? Are am I breaking boss right now by by asking for that? Because I would love to see that lying in wait turn, like where you have those ten aims. I see people just rerolling white dice ten times and getting blanks, and I'm just like, that sucks. Wouldn't it be great if you had ten aims and you just stacked them all up and you did literally (laughs) get like six crits in that Mm. shot? (laughs) I, I was just this just came to mind as you were talking about that. 
What if at some point we saw some like like Han and Chewie style cards for bounty hunters? Well, that's funny you should say that. I was just going to mention that it says that there is I'm unclear based on their wording, one new command card for all of them. And I don't know if that means one that any of the mercenaries can use, or if that's one Boba, one Bosk, and one Cad Bane new command card. Sure. But that's coming in the box. I don't know yeah. if that's three new cards, one per character, or if that's one card that all three of them are, have access to. But that's coming in the box as well. Like, it'd be intriguing, right? Because, you know, thematically, Bosk, and, Bosk helps out Boba, right? Yeah. It would be interesting to see them have a card kind of like, you know, uh, Chewbacca has with, you know, Han, Han. Leia, Luke. Yeah. You know, like a just a one card that you can put in with it, but you're going to have to take both of the bounty hunters to make yep. it work, you know, to its full potential. I think I talked about this maybe with Bob. I don't remember if it was with Bob or with you, but I remember on one of these shows we were talking about, like, coming out with more teamwork cards. Yeah. Like, that but, would be super fun. They're really interesting and, and and fun to try to use in your games. Yeah, because there's lots of points in the shows where in the movies and stuff where like two characters team up to do something epic or something crazy. Like absolutely solidify that in a card or like show that yeah, Bosk and Boba have a cool relationship. Make a card called wherever or uh, if you have a problem with Boba, you have a problem with me, and make Bosk do like give them teamwork for a round. Like that's it. Just do yeah, that. that would be sick. Or and then you can expand that even more as I'm assuming new characters are going to come out, right? Like, what if you have Mando and Boba and, Boba, and they have yeah. a card together? Uh, what yeah. if you, you know, or the oh, now I'm going to draw a blank on her name. Uh, the know. bounty hunter and, and Mando. That's always oh, Fennec. With, yes, Fennec. Yeah. Fennec and Boba like have a card together. Like that would be awesome, dude. When are we getting Fennec for Legion? I need, her I, know, in my, a, I need her to finish off like my CIS ladies night list. Cause like, this, this I don't new, know if I'm ever going to get to ladies night for CIS. Oh yeah. The, I mean the new stuff, the new stuff that's coming out, the new, you know, kind of like faction stuff that's yeah. going on. That's coming out here soon. Just opens up a whole new world of all kinds of possibilities. So speaking of a whole new world, let's go ahead and cut straight to no, not to Disney. Well, yes, to Disney, but to Star Wars. Uh, let's cut into a quick, some quick little. We're already doing some of it, but just some like speculation stuff here. So, sure. Paul, looking at the Pikes, are you? You were talking a little pre-show, like how you were excited to see how the Pikes were going to be, uh, kind of flipping the script on what we know. What yeah. Else, are, you, are you excited to see, like? Yeah, just talk talk a little bit about that, like just. What you think, what what you mean by that, like what you think they're going to do for the game or what you think they're going to do. They're going to be able to be taken in all factions. Let me say that now. Pikes were confirmed, I believe, to be able to take in any faction. So sure. you love Pikes, you can play them wherever you want. Yeah, it's, it's just interesting because I feel like kind of like I was talking about with my, you know, kind of fun host list that I made that had all the HQ uplinks so I can have perfect order control, right? That is something in games now that I feel like when you're list building, you think about how how much activation control do I have? How often can I make sure the unit that I want to go is going? And how detrimental is it going to be? Or am I just going to play through drawing from a random stack all game? Whereas I feel like 
uh, you know, with the Pikes here, you know, with their card that we have that we've seen, that independent keyword is really interesting because, like you were saying, it flips the script, right? Right. It actually incentivizes you to not give them orders because then they get something for not having orders and getting put in that random stack, which I just feel like is such an interesting, like, design space. Um, and, and you can even push that further, right? Like, if you look down at the, the capo for the Pike Syndicate, um, the, the leader mini that comes in, it also gives it independent surge one. So, if you put that on the same Pike unit, right, you're getting a dodge and a surge just for not giving them an order. Right. And, and if you're already running someone like Maul, who has all his command cards that are like just Maul, right? They just order him. You actually get kind of an advantage with your core troops, which is interesting, right? It's something different than we've seen typically. Typically it's like, well, I, I got to go with my one, I got to go with my Luke Skywalker and I'm not getting orders out to other people, but I really need Luke to go and I want him to go. And the other guys are just going to have to kind of deal with it. Whereas this is like, no, that's kind of what I want. <laughs> I want the the Pike Syndicate soldiers to not get orders and and trigger that independent ability. So really, really interesting, really interesting space that they're exploring here to make list building um, just that that variety better too, right? So and like you were saying, being able to put them in other factions. Just adds to that, right? right? So you could you could give orders to your troops within the faction, and then leave these guys out to dry, which really isn't benefits you, right? <laughs> which, which is gives awesome. you the yeah. So it's just like it's really going to add some interesting stuff. So I'm really excited to see, like you know, as they spoil more cards and give us more information, um, how they're going to go. Um, and just some of these, they have some really interesting weapons, right? Like for the Pike Syndicate too. They got the, they got a range four gun and then they got an Electra whip. <laughs> like lots of, lots of just a cool, cool, interesting stuff. That new, um, uh, cash, cache. <laughs> cache. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. I, I really like that. It just feels like better, um, better. What are they called? Uh, the specialists. Yeah, like, the specialists are like a free action that you can just like get an aim or a dodge or something like once before you have to refresh them. This is just like, hey, don't even take the action. You just have it. There you go. Start yeah, and it, whenever you need it. And I'm like, okay. It's kind yeah, of, it's, I don't know if it's, it's a better version of that, but it's 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 kind of that. It's different, right? It, right. It's, it's a version of that. It's a version of that. You only get it once, right? I mean, unless there's a way that you can eventually put more tokens into, which could be an interesting design space too. We'll but it's it's that same thing, except you don't get you don't have to like refresh them to get it back, right? You just pay for it, you get that extra body, you get that extra ability, gonna be useful at some point in the game for you, right? So yeah. yeah really, really kind of cool stuff in what they're doing with uh with these units here. So it'll be interesting to see like what people come up with and how they you know, pair things together, 
different interactions that they create in their list building. Really excited to see a lot of a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So there's going to be some uh, there's going to be some interesting plays with uh, putting Bosk and Cad into the faction that they've not been able to be in before. That's going to be fun. Let's yeah. We can look at Bosk and the CIS. Who would you pair up with Bosk? Are you pairing him up with like Kalani? Are you putting him with like Super Tactroid lists or Magna Guard or like what are you thinking people should run with Bosk? What what what's what um what's the word I want to look for? What complements Bosk in the CIS? Ooh, that is interesting. That is interesting. Um and I because don't know Let me let me th- let me think. Hang on. What what were you gonna say? You don't know. I don't know uh, off the top of my head which uh, which droid is which, but they, let me look really quick. I have it pulled up. Even just like the basic super tactical droid that gives out the suppression and give an aim and a dodge, like that would probably be pretty good for Bosk. Yeah, just the strategize right ability on Boss is actually pretty good, and actually those the those super tactical droids in general might be the way to go with him because they have those two they have two at least two command slots right right um, that they can use, and so I and guess they can it depends help, on and they can help fill in the I mean anybody you pair them up with, but they can help fill in the rest of the command card gap that. Uh, they would leave that boss can help fill in. Yeah. Um, cause usually if you're playing CIS, you're playing like Count Dooku or Maul and you have their three command cards and then you're just kind of taking like the three generic ones. If you fill in boss, that's boss has good command cards. Boss can really make something happen if you use his cards. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think those, uh, those super tactical droids are going to be very interesting to pair, um, with those. Um, yeah, I'm thinking so too. I'm thinking probably, I'm, I'm guessing we're going to see some, everyone's playing around with Kalani right now. I feel like we're going to see some Kalani boss lists and I'm excited. I'm both excited and afraid to see how that, uh, see how that goes. Um, what I'm more excited to do is, uh, put my Cad Bane in Empire. Uh, I don't know how excited you are for that. Oh uh, uh, man. Cad <laughs> is just such a interesting and fun character to play yeah and putting him in another faction just is going to be very interesting i feel like um in cis it seems like a lot of people if you're going to take that slot right you just kind of go with maul instead um and so it'll be interesting to see where he fits into empire um, I like, you know, Empire doesn't have a ton of Pierce in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so another character with Pierce in there and it can do like, you know, all his little shenanigans that he can pull. Uh, yeah, he, he's going to be really interesting, um, to see how he, he, he pairs up with some of the Empire stuff. Uh, I'm the excited Empire's to. He's got a bounty on your head. Yeah, it's really interesting to see them play with the the bounty. I mean, I think they 
should be doing this, right? But it's no, really absolutely. interesting for them to play with the bounty hunters and the factions that they can go in and really have them as, you know, kind of hired guns. So I've already... I, I've done more experimenting with fitting Cad into the Empire than I have fitting Bosk into CIS, uh, for obvious reasons. Um, and I just want to say, and it could be my personal... Uh, it could be my personal skew on where I'm at, who I like Empire was. I think Cad Bane is going to pair up really well with Callus. Mm, yeah, I could see that. Because Callus is pretty versatile where he can be a support, but he can also be a, a close range threat. And Bane is a really good range one to two close range threat or range melee to two, honestly, me- threat. So I think the two of them paired together is going to make some really scary stuff. I did make a like a mock list of Callus and Bane put together, like with the point or with the command card that I'd have to put to get Bane in the list involved. I still found a way to make it all work and get everything I wanted. And I think it came out exactly at about 800 or maybe it was 897 or something like that. But I was like, it this could work. And it was a pretty scary looking list. I was ready to roll. I was ready to roll it. Um, Depending on what Boba looks like, I know you want to try and fit Boba and Cat in a list. Oh, that, that would be would, dope. That would be interesting. Well, uh, the, just the, the only problem is that both of them give right. Like, hang on, could hang be on, crazy. Hang on. So, is are the old cards for the mercenaries still going to be allowed? Is the thing that because that's what I like. I'm saying it'll that's be a good question. See, actually, like, I don't even know that. Yeah, what they what they come out with. Will Will Callus or Vader need to take the five card the five point card upgrade in order to take Boba in the first place? Now, is there now a five point higher tax and a command card slot tax on putting Boba in Empire or putting yeah. Cad in CIS? Is like where they belong. Is that still going to be a thing now, or is now is, is there a tax now because they're getting reworked? Are those old cards now just like eroded away? I don't know. That's actually a good question. I'm, I will just have to find that out. Yeah. Do Do I have to take two generic commanders with that upgrade right. to be or, able to take both of them? <laughs> right, because you would only be able to take one of them. Because right. otherwise, even if you had something like Krennic, who has two command slots, you can't put. The same command the same card, upgrade. right? You can't yeah. put through the same upgrade in those those slots unless, like, they come out and say you can. Uh, yeah, which then someone which like Krennic cool. or Veers might actually be a really good commander for if you're trying to for run a double that, bounty. Right? List. Yeah, yeah, dude, it could be the death of double bounty unless you take two generic commanders. <laughs> yeah, which then it's like then you're it's essentially starting to gain get like a 50 point tax on your bounty hunters right like a 60 which is, point a 60 point ta- uh, tax for empire cuz you're paying well maybe 55 cuz you're paying like it's 45 oh no that, i see what you're, that, i see where you're getting the math 50 yeah, yeah a 50 a 50 point tax just for cuz you'd have to put that up five point upgrade on them right so i mean not that officers are bad but it's no. like and in fact I have a great idea for an Empire list that I want to run by you real quick. One Imperial Officer, one Cad Bane, six unit of Pikes. <laughs> Mandalorian Cad Bane. <laughs> or not Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett Cad Bane. That would be crazy. 
It'll be really interesting to see what. It'd be it'll be really interesting to see like as they come out with the rest of the you know well not come out show us the rest of the cards there yeah I'm right. (laughs) You know what? I don't even know if I need the Imperial officer. Actually, I didn't even think about it. I might just be able to take one or two capos. I don't know if I need, and then I could just buy in Cad Bane. Oh man, I'm actually really excited about that list now. <laughs> just just run a whole Pike army with Cad Bane and just make it the Book of Boba Fett. Oh, that sounds so fun. I'm getting really excited. Yeah, Shadow there's, now. <laughs> there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of really fun stuff that you can come up with and fun army ideas again with the bounty hunters being able to switch around and do different things and yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. And, you know, I'll be very interested to see what they do when they come out with, uh, well, it, the rest of Boba's stuff, like how they change him. Uh, you know, I'm assuming eventually we're getting Mando at some point, right? Yep. So it's like, oh, yeah. you know, it's going to be really interesting to see where they all fit in, too. Because, like, you know, the Mandalorian show, he's on the rebel side of things a lot. But yeah. Kinda. He's still a Mandalorian bounty hunter, right? Right. So, like, who else is he going to be able to go with? <laughs> and it'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see a lot of that stuff. So, all right. So let's move into our last little topic. That was it was fun. That's the Shadow Collective stuff. That'll be that should be up for pre order by the time the show drops uh, at your local game store or your website, wherever you're getting your Legion stuff, wherever Legion products are sold. And you should be able to get that stuff hopefully around June until we get a new uh, update on when those are coming out. So moving into our last topic, and we'll start with the Legion front half of it, uh, moving into Adepticon. Adepticon is over. So if you wanted to go and you missed it, I'm sorry, you'll have to wait another year, just like me. (laughs) Um, But on the Legion side of Adepticon, we had the first major tournament that Legion has had in uh, quite a few months. Um, Some would argue years. Uh, debating on uh, where you're coming from and what you feel like. And we had a whole lot of players and a whole lot of craziness happen and a whole lot of off-meta stuff make it to top eight. And uh, I was very excited to see all the stuff that I saw up there. And uh, surprising, no Republic at all in top eight. No Gar made it to top eight at all. So um, those of you competitive players looking to chase the meta, uh, go sell all your clones because apparently they're unplayable. <laughs> and uh and start picking up Cad Bane. <laughs> um so I just want to really quickly run through uh I won't deep dive into each of them but I wanted to uh quickly highlight the uh players that made top 8 and their factions and their lists. Uh, I'm going to run through them as quickly as we can. So uh just try to try to move along here because uh, then I want to get to hear maybe some of the fun uh some of the fun stuff that you did at Adopticon Paul because I'm excited. I've been waiting to hear that. So um in uh, eighth place, we had Jacob Anderson, who ran a Vader Commander Empire list. So it was uh, Vader, uh, four Stormtroopers, two Shores, and two E-Webs. My kind of list. Fill out those cores uh, and bring those E-Webs. They are, they are great when they pay off. Um, coming in at number seven was, I'm going to butcher all these names, by the way, uh, Kore Satili? Satili? I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but he brought a Kalani and an AAT, uh, Separatist, obviously, uh, two Dwarf Spider Droids, uh, one unit of Magna Guard, and then five B1s with various upgrades and uh, PKs in there. And then we have uh, 
Danny Trujillo, Trujillo, man, I, I should have thought about saying people's names a little back when, back before I did it, because now I'm going to butcher them all and now I just feel bad. Uh, and he brought my kind of list that I'm going to, I'm going to be saying out a bunch, uh, an AA5 with Wedge as his commander, uh, Luke, uh, operative Luke Skywalker, R2D2, and 3PO. I think 3PO. Uh, maybe not. I'll have to look at the points. I, it, it doesn't say whether or not 3PO is in this or correctly or not. Um, two units of fleets with scatter guns. My man. Uh, two rebel troopers, naked, no upgrades, and then three Wookiee warriors with tenacity and offensive push. That's a beefy, scary list, but yeah, it is. that's Luke AA5 if I ever heard of it. <laughs> um, then we had Lupo. Lupo came in at number five and he came in with CIS. He brought Count Dooku with a whole bunch of upgrades, six B1s, two Magna Guards, and a strike team and a pear tree. So that was fun. That was, that was a fun list. That's good. Good, uh, CIS Count Dooku gun line. Uh, and then number four, fifth troopers, Evan Boris. By the way, should say fifth trooper did the coverage of, um, Adepticon. I think their stream, they did a great job. They had great coverage of a lot of the great, uh, games. They even had, I don't know if you saw it, Paul. The like less than one percent chance of the round one matchup where they had Luke Cook and Kyle Dornboss play, that was insane. <laughs> Great game to watch. Um. Anyway, number four, Evan Boris, my man. Uh, Director Krennic was his lead with Operative Vader, who had a ton of upgrades. Then he came in with Shore Troopers, a Mortar, a Storm Trooper, a Death Trooper, two Strike Teams, and a Lat with Baron Rudor. So that lat was obviously Vader's means of transportation, and he made top four. So uh those of you that shelved your lat after a week after it came out, go break it back out and figure out what Evan's doing with it. So then after that, number three, we've got Matt Bronson, who played Rebels. He has two vigilance up Rebel officer, generic Rebel officers with Luke Skywalker, uh Jedi Knight, uh, operative Luke Skywalker with a bunch of upgrades. Five Rebel Troopers all with DLTs, Rebel Captains, and Situational Awareness. Whew, I love that lineup. So and, many uh, dodges. So many dodges that are staying, that are staying for the rest of the game. And then uh, two Commando Strike Teams as well, uh, for snipers, obviously. Uh, and then number two, the big upset, Luke Cook didn't finish first. Uh, and everyone wants to say that he got diced out, and uh, I feel like that's that's a mean it's a mean thing to say to Gorscht. Okay, I'm gonna butcher his name, so I guess that's a mean thing too. But uh, the guy who won, it's kind of mean to say like he's gonna outplay his victory. He he earned it. Anyway, so Luke Cook came in with Empire, and it was a different take on the three three three. It was not the third three that you thought. Uh, he came in with two shores, two mortars. Uh, Iden Versio, I should have said, sorry. Iden Versio with her gun. I believe the ID 10 droid was there as well. Two shores, two mortars, uh, Inferno Squad. Not generic ISF, but Inferno Squad with Del Miko, Gideon Hask, and offensive push. Two generic, uh, Imperial Special Forces, uh, with the G21 and offensive push. And then three, that's right, three speeder bikes. So he made triple bikes work, and he brought it to top two of Adepticons. So break out those speeder bikes again. Empire's coming back. There's a lot of firepower in that list. There is a lot of firepower in that list. <laughs> it's very scary. Uh, and then number one, the the absolute winner of Adepticon was Gorshdi. Gorshdi. 
Gorsh, what language am I speaking here? I'm not sure. Um, with Commander Kalani, Operative Cad Bane. That's right, Cad Bane won a Decepticon, my man. That's the last time I'm gonna say it. Sorry. Uh, and then six B1 battle droids with various upgrades. One of them with HQ uplink. Two of them with E5Cs. Two of them with E5Ss. Uh, two dwarf spider droids and a Magna Guard unit. So that's a quick speed through rundown of what made Top Eight an Adepticon. So that's a little tiny sneak preview into what we can see for the rest of the competitive meta going forward. All right. If you were just here for Legion content, that's pretty much going to be a wrap there. Paul, I would love for you to regale some tales of what you had as far as fun at Adepticon, because unlike me, you got to go. Yeah, I did go. Adepticon is one that I have been going to for a while, and there was a hiatus, right? And there are a lot of people who are glad to be back. Um, I did not play Legion this time for the first time. Uh, since Legion was at Adepticon, I was there, uh, at Ground Zero when, uh, they were doing just the, the, um, out of the box like play, um, the first year, the little events that they did there. It was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so I went back, didn't, didn't play Legion this time. I did walk by and check it out and saw some people playing through, um, got to talk with some of the guys who were doing the, like narrative um legion that was run by a, a chicago local guy kyle toth and um uh, the guys that were playing in that uh and i i forgive me i forget what it's called um but they've been doing it a couple of years now and everyone said that they had an absolute blast and um doing some fun interesting stuff with that so uh, it, it's a very limited group that can play that, uh, version. So if you ever get a chance at Adepticon, I would encourage you to check it out. The stories that I heard from that were just awesome. That's uh, great. stuff like, uh, you know, an Ackley popping up in the middle and just going nuts and attacking, uh, stormtroopers that came by and droids that came by and stuff. So yeah, lots of, lots of really cool, interesting stuff blowing up, uh, gaunt droids that are, on the board and things like that. So yeah, uh, ch- definitely check it out. Um, Adepticon is one of those, those events that, uh, has just, it's, it's all war games everywhere. And it's, there's so many different games being played and tons of halls is full of tables with people playing. But yet again, it's, it seems very intimate as far as, you know, conventions go, it's not, you're not going to get lost in the vendor hall like you can at Gen Con. Right. Uh, Adepticon, you can go, you can spend a day looking around at the vendor hall, doing demos. That's what we did the first day. Um, and then in the evening, we played in an Arena Rex tournament. And um, so you can still, you know, you can see everything uh, and still play in a bunch of events. Um, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, th- Thursday night I played Arena Rex. It was a, um, 3v3v3 Arena Rex Whoa. event. So there were three players at every table, um, or, or every, yeah, mat, whatever that was out. And each person had three cards, which is essentially three characters that you're playing in Arena Rex. And so it was just kind of, it's just kind of like a free for all with some interesting scenarios that they make, um, every year for it. And 
Um, I actually ended up winning that one. I don't know how because I don't play Arena Rex a ton. So uh had some really good close games and some fun opponents and um that they that that game and the people who run that game do such a phenomenal job at That's their events and they support their game so much um as far as prize support and stuff. Um a lot of people walked away with with prize support for that, um, including myself, like I was able to get, um, uh, a gift certificate for their shop for $50, like That's awesome. for, for playing in that event. Um, and I wasn't, that wasn't like the only prize that was worth that much. There were other people who walked away with like starter sets that are like $45 and things like that. So, um, a lot of people walked away with models and dice and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, they do a really nice job. It's always a ton of fun. People, you know, uh, hoop and holler and <laughs> uh, just having a good time with that. That's what you want at sure. the end of the day. It, it's one of those games, too. It's just very simple. It's, you know, you roll six-sided dice, and on a four-up, you succeed. On a one through three, you don't. Like, it's just yeah. all 50-50 chances, and so it's it's a lot about your positioning and um, just using some of your special abilities. But it's, it's a really, really fun little game. Um, enjoyed myself thoroughly for that. Um, uh, Friday night I played, or Friday the whole day, I guess, I played, uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, Games Workshop. Uh, I guess it's called Middle Earth now, not Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I guess. there was a, there was a doubles event for that. And so, uh, I actually played with, uh, Joe DePinto. Yay. Um, we got together. Yeah. We haven't, um, Hope been you're able listening, to see each Joe. other. Yeah, we haven't been able to see each other for a while, so I talked to him, and we decided we were going to go ahead and do doubles, and we ran, for those of you who are Lord of the Rings fans as well, we ran uh, a, like a Pelennor uh, Fields-themed one on the evil side. Joe ran a, a Mumok, the giant elephants from Lord of the Rings, and I had three uh, ring rays flying on their, their fell beasts, those their flying... Lizard dragons, whatever you want to call them. Uh, yeah. Sounds we, terrifying. Yeah, we had a good time. We actually only won one of our three games. Uh, but we, I think we finished 13th out of like, uh, 30 or something teams. So we did pretty well. Um, for, for first time, I think that was Joe's like first, like kind of big event for Lord of the Rings like that. So, uh, we were, we were just having a good time rolling some dice, played some really cool people, um, enjoyed all of our games. Um, awesome. Yeah, and then uh, I went back this year. I hadn't done this for probably four years, uh, since, essentially since Legion came out, and I played in the Lord of the Rings um, singles tournament, which is a two-day, six-game tournament. Everyone plays both days. Everyone plays six games. Um, and, and so, yeah, I played, uh, a, a list of that. Um, I had, uh, been working on a, uh, kind of like color scheme for the army that I used. It was a, a fall theme. So lots of, uh, yellows, oranges, reds, um, and did a lot of like fall, like leaves and stuff on the ground for like the bases of my models and things like that. So 
Um, I had been working on that and planning that for a while, so uh, I did that in a, in a display board for the first time. Got some some nice uh, pointers and tips from you know uh, the the terrain studio, and Sean helped me out and you know watched some of his his videos and stuff and got some pointers from him. So I would encourage anybody who wants to jump into some of that to. Um, check out some of those videos. He's got some really awesome tips, tricks and things. And I'll tell you, even somebody I, I did had no idea what I was doing. And at some point I was just throwing things on my board. <laughs> um, and I think it ended up, uh, it ended up turning out pretty well. I mean, I had a lot of people, um, that stopped by and, you know, said that they really liked it. And, you know, other people who, we're at the convention, not even in the Lord of the Rings event, stopped by and we're like, oh, I really like this board. And so, you know, it, it worked out. Um, sometimes I think that's one thing Sean has said before is sometimes just tossing stuff on there like that makes it more realistic than really trying to, you know, oh, I have to put this one thing exactly in this one spot or, you know, anything like that. So that was fun. It was fun to do the hobby aspect of it, too, going into Adepticon. Um, you know, having that for me, having that time crunch of, I want to get this ready for Adepticon because I want to, oh, yeah. it I I want it to be doing, cool. Uh, you were doing that so much. Like every time I talk to you, you're just like, Hey man, I'm working on my stuff for Adepticon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I always procrastinate a little too much, but no, it was a lot of fun. And, um, now I have it and I have a, a glass display case where I keep some of my armies for my miniature games and stuff and that. That display board fits right in there on one of the the shelves, and so it's it's now moved into the shelf and Perfect. looks looks cool in there. So yeah, no, it was a good time. Um, there were so many games that I wanted to play. There was all kinds of stuff going on, um, and people have some really awesome like display boards. Um, uh, a highlight of one that I'm going to mention, and I'm sorry, uh, you know, I don't even think you would ever listen to this. I don't even know if anybody related to him would even listen to this. So, uh, but, uh, we were walking, we were in this, the Lord of the Rings stuff was in the same hall as an Age of Sigmar, um, like in the, in the same hall, yeah, event there. Okay. This one guy had built a display board. That was divided into four corners, and it had, like, four little chunks of different armies um, oh, in it. Oh, cool. Um, and each corner was a different holiday. And it was oh painted, painted and modified for different holidays. He had, like, uh... uh it was a nightmare uh, before Christmas over here. Yes, there there was a Halloween one, and, like, the, you know, there was, like, skeletons and pumpkin heads and things like that. There was a Christmas one that had a little, like, house with lights on it and, like, people, like, you know, looking kind of like elves and And, and this uh, was Santas. a display board? Yeah, it was just a little display okay. board. It wasn't like made. a game map or anything? No, no, it was just okay. a little display board. But that's um, so cool. I love that. Yeah, I, I think the Halloween one was the... I think there were dragons, and so the dragons were also, like, headless horsemen. So the heads of the dragon riders were, like, the pumpkin heads. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, so, it was so cool. And the, the one that was the most hilarious and uh, was my favorite one part of that board, 
um, he had an Easter one, and it, he had these guys that were um, that had like big like maces or malls, and the top of them he converted them to be eggs, Easter eggs oh, that were painted like it. Easter eggs. <laughs> oh, it was so good. And uh, oh, oh the last corner was like a, a Fourth of July one, and it was oh, this cool. like. It was like this big giant carrying like a bucket of like fireworks, fireworks. that were like shooting out <laughs> over everything. I'll, wow. I'll have to I'll have to see if I can send a, a picture or post it up on uh, on Facebook or something. So uh, it was cool. it was so cool. Like there are so many cool people with so many interesting things, and um, it was really cool to go look at the Golden Demon entries. For all the different games, there are some amazing painters. Oh, and then make, and then make yourself feel like the worst painter on earth. Oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I feel like I did pretty well on my display board. And then I go look at Golden Demon, and I'm like, I should just burn all of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm embarrassed to even bring anything yeah. to this event now. Yeah, no, there, there was some really, really good stuff. And it, it's fun to to be at that event and be able to check out all those things and just walk around and see all the people playing um, I saw uh, a Halo game being played. Um, at oh one yeah, I point heard they were I was, miniatures game. I was like, "Excuse me, what's that?" <laughs> um, and they they were one that had a really like the table that they were playing on had a giant like ship, like it was like a giant mothership just like over oh, all wow. the tables. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. And they were playing like on the tables that were like you know buildings and of that's a so town cool. and yeah. I'd love to watch that played. I would just, so overall, Adepticon is a lot of fun, um, uh, very affordable, I feel like. There's good food around the area. It's not, it's not in a crazy busy area where you have to, you know, worry too much. I mean, parking's busy because it's a convention, right? Yeah. But we were able to find a parking spot every day that we went. Like, there wasn't an issue with that. And there's some areas that you can go around. I would, I would encourage anybody who is, you know, into wargaming, especially go and check out Adepticon. It's a lot of fun. There's, a, there's a lot going on for being a, a small, I say small convention. I mean, small compared to some of the really big ones that you can go to. But again, it's, it's all focused around miniature games and yes. it's, it's a lot of fun, a lot of cool people. Everybody that I met was was awesome. I didn't have any issues with anybody that I played in my games. Um, it was it was it was a good time hanging out with a lot of people. And um, I'm 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 waiting for you to come one of these times. Ben. Yeah, I was going to say I want to come <laughs> next time. I'm, I'm my plan is to hopefully come next time. Yeah, it's it's a fun one. I I definitely it was one of those things. I think I started going uh, four or five years ago. And I, I'm gonna go every year. It's, it's one your, of those. It's, that, it's it's to you what Gen Con is to me, where it's like I've been yeah. going for years, and I just want to bring more people now. <laughs> yeah, and I and and don't I I went to Gen Con for the first time last year. Can't wait. I'm going again this year. Yeah. Um, it's just different, right? Like Gen Con yeah, yeah. is is massive, and I went mm-hmm. on the slow year, so I know that it's gonna be even bigger. I yep. spent multiple days walking through the vendor hall at Gen Con, and yeah, it's, and you it's still just didn't a different see everything. Thing. I bet. Oh yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> um, and didn't get all the demos in that I wanted to or anything like that. So yep. yeah, it's um, they're definitely different things, but um, both good for their own 
their own parts, but definitely if you're interested in mini war games and you want to go and participate in some events, Adepticon, go for it. Chicago's a cool place to visit. There are some other, you know, like touristy kind of things that you can do in Chicago, not far from where that convention center is. So if you're traveling, you know, a long way and want to spend some extra time, yeah, I would, I would definitely go do it, go have some good food, uh, some good times playing some games. Uh, yeah, and, and hopefully we'll run into some of you there. Awesome. I would love that. Well, Paul, I'll ask one last question based on Adepticon. Uh, did you secure any more world champion titles under your belt of any other <laughs> games? <laughs> no, no, I did not. <laughs> um, I, I, I guess I didn't say that. I fin- I think I finished 13th uh, in the singles for um, the Middle Earth game as well. Six okay. games I went four and two. Um, some really, really good, really close games, um, especially towards the end there. Um, a lot of good players, a lot of variety of, of armies and stuff. But no, per- uh, considering haven't been playing for a while, uh I'll take it. I'll take four and two. Uh, yeah. Definitely better than what I expected to um, going into it for sure. Or, you know, what my personal goal for myself was on that right. one. So, right. yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Um, awesome. And, and enjoyed, enjoyed the time there at Adepticon and, and can't wait for next year to go back again. All right. Well, that's that's great. I hope everybody gets a chance to uh, go visit Adepticon if you get the chance because that is – I've heard so many great stories of so many awesome events that gets run there. I'm, I would have been there myself if, but you, the only reason I didn't is because, uh, I just moved and ever since I moved, life has been absolutely nonstop crazy. Uh, and when that slows down by the time of Gen Con, uh, I should be back on track. So hopefully I'll be able to go to Adepticon next year. Maybe we can host some kind of event or give out some more of our alt art cards that we can, uh, our convention staple. I sent yeah. Bob. I sent Bob to Adepticon with some of those cards. So maybe if you were there and you saw Bob, uh, who I don't think played Legion either, but was definitely hanging out and would have at least seen the Legion players. Um, hopefully, maybe if you saw Bob, he might have given you some of those cards. That or he just cons me out of a bunch of them, and now he has a bunch. <laughs> I, I will. I will tell you, I did run into Bob on a couple different occasions, and hey. I did. I did see Bob giving cards out to people. Oh, that's so. So he well, did just go. con you out of all. Of them. I <laughs> well, actually saw him pass. If them you're out. listening to the podcast now for the first time, because Bob gave you an Altart card, props to Bob. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to go ahead and wrap this show, Paul. Unless you got anything else. Um, so we we talked about the league. We talked about Shadow Collective coming out, uh, and we talked about Adepticon. I'm super excited for the future of all three of those things. Me too. Uh, I'm excited to see where where we're at in a couple more months, but we'll we'll definitely have some more to talk about next time. I'm sure. All right, so I'm going to send you some coordinates for where we're going to meet up, and for for no discernible reason, I'm not going to verbally confirm with you what that planet is. I'm just going to give you coordinates and hope for the best. Here we go again. If I get stuck on another icy planet like this, I'm not going to be happy. No, no, no. Just don't read the sixes and nine, and you're good. All right. That'll be it for now. Uh, this is going to be Dice Time signing up. I hope everybody had a Dice Time today listening, and I hope that you have a Dice Time going forward, playing all the fun games that we're going to be playing here soon. I'm Ben Jetron. I'm Paul Watson. Go out and make today even better. 
Have a good night.